0: time for Road on the SSI Radio Network. I've been everywhere, man. I've been everywhere, man. Across the deserts, bear, man. I breathe the mountain air, man. I travel, I've had my share, man. I've been everywhere. Get on the phone now and call 800-387-8025. That's 1-800-387-8025. Email the program at info at rudymaxa.com or follow us on Facebook at Rudy World. And now America's number one travel radio show Rudy Max's world
1: welcome aboard well I'm coming to you from Los Angeles today where I've been for the last 10 days or so and to say it hasn't been an easy week here is a vast understatement. You know all about it that massacre of 14 people in nearby San Bernardino has uh, Bernardino excuse me has shocked this city. Well, it shocked the entire nation for that matter. I thought a couple of times of an observation by the writer William who once told me who among us can choose when to die. But surely the deaths of these people, the recent victims in Paris, and Tunisia, the, those passengers flying out of Sharm el-Sheikh, Egypt, and the innocent in troubled spots uh, where battles range around the globe, surely they should have lived longer in a more gentle world. May this trend of random killings wind down. You're listening to America's Most Widely Syndicated Radio Travel Show. I'm travel writer and broadcaster Rudy Maxson. Coming up this hour, we're going to learn about a river that I don't know much about. It's called the Amur, A-M-U-R. It's a river that begins in the Mongolian steppes and winds its way, it winds its way through Russia. It's a river that's seen a lot of conquerors, including the world-famous Genghis Khan, whose Mongol soldiers laid waste to what is now Beijing. Their victims, and I quote the author Dominic Ziegler, who's written a book about this river. We're going to talk to him in about 10 minutes. Their victims of Genghis Khan's soldiers, quote, formed whole mountains and the soil was greasy with human fat, unquote. There's a description for you. Anyway, Ziegler's book is titled Black Dragon River, A Journey Down the Amur River of the Borderlands of the Empires. And I can assure you in its exciting journey, we'll take it together with him in 10 minutes. Then there's an exhibit at the New York Historical Society Museum and Library called "Superheroes in Gotham," and this is an exhibit of classic comics. and The exhibit traces the rise of superheroes in New York City and their eventual adaptation to radio, TV, and film. We're not including Donald Trump in this. New York, of course, of course, uh, you know, hosts that annual New York Comic Con that's gotten huge. None of us should ever have tossed away our old comic books. Might be worth a lot of money now, though. How could mom and dad have known way back then? What the heck? And then Nina Nacional from the Historical Society will join me, uh, and she'll further describe what you can see during your visit to uh, the New York Historical Society Museum and Library. And lithium batteries aboard planes have been in the news recently. We've already touched on the possible danger of lithium batteries catching fire if they're just carrying a cargo in the cargo hold. But what about, remember these, those lithium batteries... ...that were installed in the Boeing's new Dreamliner. Remember right when the Dreamliner was introduced, a couple of them, those lithium batteries sort of caught on fire? You may call the new planes were, were grounded for months while engineers tried to figure out how to fix that problem. Their solution was to build a box around them to contain any fire... But the problem is, it's not solved, that problem. And aviation safety writer Christian Negroni joins me to elaborate later this hour. But wait, there's more. If you want to live like a high roller in Vegas, but don't have the cash to splash out like a high roller, travel writer David Yeskel is in the house toward the end of the hour. He's got some advice on how to manage that without digging too deeply into your pockets. Now, is that for a first hour guest lineup and i hope you can stick around for the second hour when one of the world's best known writers and travel writers paul theroux joins me to discuss his new book recounting his travels through the rural south of these united states I really enjoy having office on the show, uh, but sometimes we're lucky enough to have absolute giants in their field, such as Paul Theroux and, just a few weeks ago, Simon Winchester, for that matter. Before we meet our guests, let me begin with a quick look at some of this week's news in travel. Here's a disturbing bit you might not have seen this week. Authorities at Paris's Charles de Gaulle Airport are reviewing the airport passes of their 5,000 employees there. This after finding that 57 workers with access to planes on the ground were on a terror watch list. Belgium itself. Belgium also found uh, several airport employees with security badges who had links to jihadists during travels to Syria, I presume. Uh, both the airports in Brussels or wherever they found them in Belgium, and certainly Charles de Gaulle is uh, uh, weeding out folks like that, or certainly taking a lot closer look for them. As if the country of Thailand didn't have, uh, have enough problems with a drop-off in tourism following a couple of years of urban unrest in Bangkok, America's FAA, that's the Federal Aviation Administration, this week downgraded thailand's civil aviation authority from category one to category two now what does that mean well it does not mean the faa is suggesting you and i americans not fly to thailand or that we not buy tickets on its national carriers such as thai airways category two means the faa has some problems with thailand's equivalent of the faa in terms of regulations necessary to oversee air carriers to make sure they meet international standards or it can mean that it's that thailand's aviation authority might be deficient in technical expertise trained personnel record keeping or inspection procedures. What does it mean to you and me in practical terms? Well, Thailand's airlines may continue to serve the US, but they can't establish new service to the US. And Thai airlines cannot participate in code-sharing agreements with U.S. carriers. And speaking of Thailand, perhaps you recall that bombing last August in the city center near a Buddhist shrine. It was right there near the, near the Grand Hyatt, about block down from the Four Seasons. Twenty people were killed, 120 injured. Well, this week in Bangkok, a military court indicted two suspects, both Uyghurs from western China. Thai officials say the motive of the attack was revenge for Thailand cracking down on the Uyghurs' pub, uh, people smuggling gang. You might note that Thai officials were careful not to use the word terrorism. The two were charged simply with premeditated murder, not with a terroristic act. The word terrorism tends to scare away visitors. And it's back. I know you missed that wacky product catalog called SkyMall, and it's back, sort of. You'll now find it toward the back of United Airlines' in-flight magazine called Hemispheres. And judging from the current cover, SkyMall's attitude hasn't changed much. Among the cover lines on its opening page are, Boutique fish hotels are all the rage. The heated cushy tushy, and holiday decorating with the yet-eyes. Is it yet-eyes or Yetis? I don't know. The original Sky Mall was a standalone magazine that major carriers placed in the seat pocket in front of you. But last January, Sky Miles, Sky Mall, excuse me, went bankrupt. You probably blame it on the rise of internet shopping, disinterest among airlines that had to stock it and carry the magazine. Now, don't laugh. It, having that magazine on board added weight to planes. When you consider a big fleet multiplied by all those magazines took fuel to carry those magazines. Anyway, a New Jersey marketing firm bought the rights to the magazine and is now relaunching it. As far as I know, its appearance in this month's United's in-flight magazine is its first appearance on planes again. But I have to think the new owners would like to insert it in uh, American Airlines and Delta and anybody else that will take it in their magazines. Next week... Next week, I'm going to talk with uh, someone from SkyMall. We'll get the download. And, you know, if you're NASA, you can't start looking for astronauts willing to fly to the Mars too soon. The space agency announced just recently it will begin taking applications for folks who would like to train as astronauts to go where no man has gone before. NASA says here are the minimum requirements. Candidates have to have a bachelor's degree in engineering, biological science, or mathematics. An advanced degree is desirable. Got to have at least three years of related, progressively responsible professional experience. I don't quite know what that means, but I know what this next thing means. Or at least 1,000 hours of pilot-in-command time in jet aircraft. Astronaut candidates must pass the NASA long-duration spaceflight physical. All right, there, I'm out of the running. Applications will be accepted beginning December 14th and will close in mid-February. The selection process will wind up in mid-2017. So even if you're sure you're qualified, you might not want to rush to quit your day job. You'll find an application at usajobs.gov, but I did a search for details the other day on that site. Found no information. My guess it'll be posted by December 14th. All right, when we come back here in Rudy Max's world, well... We're going to take a look at a river with more history and bloodshed than most. The author of Black Dragon River joins us for a chat. Nice to have you in the house this weekend. Stick around, we'll have fun this hour.
0: To participate in the program and have some fun, call 800 387 8025 or email the show at info at rudymaxa.com. We're coming right back.
2: Like to look your best when you travel? Hate the flimsy Ziploc bags that TSA requires? Well, the innovative Lolly Zip Kit solves all of that for you. Lolly Zip is designed to easily pack your own personal care products efficiently with no leakage or mess. Lolly Zip kits are quart size, come with wide mouth silicone squeeze bottles, multiple half ounce jars, a nifty spray bottle, small funnel and a handy spatula. Zip makes a great holiday gift and you'll save 20% with promo code RUDY when you go to lollyzip.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors.
3: Savvy travelers know that there are river cruises and then there are river cruises aboard the award-winning Emerald Waterways. You've heard Rudy, Mary, and me talking about Emerald for some time now. They offer excellent value and amenities not found with the competition. Their ships have onboard pools and cinemas, an innovative open-air system in all cabins on the Vista and Horizon decks, all gratuitous Activities, shore excursions, Wi-Fi, beer and wine, port charges. They're all included. Order your free brochure today at emeraldwaterways.com or rudymaxa.com under sponsors.
2: Are you looking for some inspiration to help you get delicious dinners on the table every night, especially during this busy holiday season? Well, consider emeals.com. For just a few dollars a month, emeals.com will deliver delicious recipes with a corresponding grocery list right to your inbox or a free phone app. Take the stress out of planning, shopping, and cooking Especially during this busy time of the year. Right now you can get emails.com for free for two weeks. Go to emails.com to get your free trial or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Are you looking for a special holiday gift or do you enjoy eating the best of the best? WeBeMeat.com has been serving quality meats and seafood to the finest restaurants across the country for years. Now available online, this family owned business offers the highest quality fresh meats and seafood delivered right to your door. Make someone's holiday extra special or treat yourself. To the freshest meat and seafood available online. Visit WeebyMeat.com and use promo code Rudy to save 20%. That's WeebyMeat.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors.
0: join rudy max's world call anytime 800-387-8025 follow the program on facebook at rudy max's world now back to america's number one travel radio show
1: it's 18 minutes after the hour in this segment of rudy max's world is sponsored by the good folks at Weebemeat.com. that's m-e-a-t by the way we be it's some of the best meats poultry and fish you'll find anywhere After all, don't you deserve to eat the best? How about making the holidays extra special this year by giving a selection from WeBeMeat.com? Now, this is a family-owned company that's been providing the highest quality fresh meats and seafood to top restaurants around the country for more than 50 years. Those products are now available online, delivered right to your door within 48 hours of ordering. You can't go wrong. We're talking all natural, no antibiotics, no hormones, USDA prime, never frozen, grass-fed, free-range meats. That ticks all the boxes. They're all sourced from a sustainable or from sustainable family-owned farms. Nobody ever forgets the best meal they've ever had, so this holiday season, give your family, friends, and loved ones a gift from WeBeMeat.com. That's all one word. we WeBeMeat.com. Or treat yourself to the highest quality fresh meats available online, and as a fan of this show when you visit WeBeMeet.com. If you enter the promo code Rudy, R-U-D-Y, you'll save an extra 20%. That's promo code Rudy to save 20% on all orders at WeBeMeet.com. Or you can find a direct link by going to the radio show website, RudyMaxa.com. And right there on the home page, a list of sponsors. Okay. Dominic Ziegler has become a Asia hand, uh, by virtue of working for The Economist, beginning a long time ago. He's their first, correspondent, uh, first Asian correspondent, at least first, excuse me, China correspondent. Uh, he knows the region. Beijing, Hong Kong, all been posts of his. He's worked from various uh, roles around that part of the world. And he has written a new book, and it's about a river that I know very little about. The book, first of all, is called Black Dragon River, A Journey Down the Amur. I presume I'm pronouncing it correctly. That's A-M-U-R. A Journey Down the Amur at the Borderlands of Empires. Mr. Ziegler, welcome to the show. Nice to have you here.
4: Very good to be here with you, Rudy.
1: Um, now, tell me what, what I just want to get the subtitle right. When you talk about the Black Dragon River being the borderlands of empires, explain that to us.
4: It's the borderlands of two empires. That river, which uh, you said you didn't know much about, well, I didn't either when I started uh, looking into it. That river is the is the border between Russia and China, and it's where three hundred years ago Russia and China first met. Uh, in fact, it was the it was the place and the site where China signed its first treaty with a with a European power. And in many ways, what happened 300 years ago is kind of what colors the relationship between Russia and China today. But above all, it's a wild, empty river. That's what drew me to it. But as I started to kind of get to know this this, uh, extraordinary stream, uh, I realized that really from the start of kind of human history, it had been a very peopled place that it had featured in the many, many stories, including, for instance, 13,000 years ago, the peopling of the American continent, because the armor was one of the main staging posts for people crossing the land and ice bridge across the Bering Strait.
1: Really? Fascinating. I, 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 and it's seen a lot of bloodshed, hasn't it?
4: Uh, it, it certainly has. I mean, uh, the Russians came first as Cossacks uh, in the 17th century. Uh, they were looking for stable fur, which was very valuable. Valuable Partly because kings and queens in Europe liked it, but uh, very quickly they learned also the Chinese loved it. So they caught these uh, these, these uh, sables, but they found it very quickly much easier to catch the, the native indigenous peoples and get them to uh, to trap the sables. Um, so it was a brutal kind of con- you know, contest. And uh, well, in the end, uh, the Russians uh, met the Chinese, and um, at that point they kind of met their match. Uh, and that's why uh, that time China had all the power. Later, that was to change.
1: And I know uh, we reach you in the UK, so perhaps you didn't hear my introduction to the show, where I where I tell you know talk about guests who are coming up, and I just uh, I was taken by your description of um, the, I guess the word would be slaughter of Genghis Khan's uh, troops, and uh, that line that um, that you have in there about the bodies being piled high and. Uh, uh, forming forming whole mountains and the soil being greasy with human fat. That's quite a vivid description.
4: Where do you well, find? Well, it is, and that was a contemporary description from from the time. I mean, the the Mongols struck fear into the hearts of Europeans. Sure. But uh, it goes back to this um, point about thinking I was going into a wild, empty place. I went with Mongolian friends on fantastic tough horses. Don't ever tell a Mongolian their horse is a pony, um, although they look rather <laughs> small. They're fantastic animals, and uh, we trekked up to find the source. Of the Amur. Uh, that's called the Onon. That's the name of the, of the, of the uh, original source. Uh, and that's high up in the mountains, in the wooded, forested Tiger Mountains uh, of northern Mongolia. And uh, we moved into emptier and emptier ground. We saw nobody for days. Uh, but this was precisely where Genghis Khan, as a boy, had been raised. He and his mother, after their father had died, were kicked out of the clans. They lived by themselves, grubbing for roots, catching fish in the stream. Until he brought together all the clans around. He showed him tremendous leadership. He never forgot a good, a good favor, a good turn. Uh, he, he attracted tremendous loyalty. And from this empty heartland of Asia, the Mongols then exploded. Uh, and they, they went west to Europe. They went east to conquer China and uh, Korea. It was the biggest uh, land-based empire in history. It's never been exceeded.
1: No, he was a major dude, Genghis Khan, no question about it. My guest is Dominic Ziegler. He's a uh, he's written for The Economist for years in various uh, positions. He's the Asia editor for The Economist. And his new book is called Black Dragon River, A Journey Down the Am- Amur, excuse me, A-M-U-R, at the borderlands of empires. Uh, Dominic, what is the Amur like today? Is it populated? Is it, is it, is it a vibrant river? Is it, uh, is it still important to the commerce uh, of, of both uh, Russia and China?
4: It's not particularly, and that's, um, that's, that's uh, part of the story. Um, I have to say that the fact that it isn't populated uh, is what drew me to it, uh, but it also raises issues. You have uh, on the south side of the river a heavily populated country, China, the biggest country in the world. And uh, you have above it uh, a steadily depopulating uh, Russian Far East. Uh, You know, the only time really when that uh, Far East really was a viable thing was when uh, 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 another mighty dude and and, uh, 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 even more evil one than uh, Genghis Khan, Stalin, uh, set up slave camps and gulags and so forth. The economy of the Russian Uh Far East couldn't really have existed without slave labor. So people are slowly trickling out of the Russian Far East. And there's, of course, a kind of sort of fear that the Chinese... Uh, will will creep in. It's a fear that actually has been there for a century and a half, um, and it's kind of not really warranted. However, uh, what China wants to feed its industrial revolution is, uh, you know, silver from the mines that uh, are in the Russian Far East around the Amur, the timber from the uh, from the huge, extensive forests, and so forth. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a, still an empty place. But again, that's that's fantastic if you like, uh the wild wildlife and. Uh, you know, wild, clean rivers, and um, that's certainly the case with the Amur. One other really interesting thing about the Amur is that, unlike uh, all of other, all the other of Russia's great rivers, it doesn't flow into the Arctic Ocean up to the north. It flows east into the Pacific. It's the only Russian river that flows east. But it's joined by two big tributaries coming up from the south, from China, the and the, the Usuri. And these tributaries, instead of having all the kind of northern species that you would expect, you know, salmon-type things and animals on the banks like wolves and bears. There's all sorts of exotic southern kind of semi-tropical species that mix, and that's what really makes uh, the animal utterly exotic and unique.
1: Yeah, you did. In your book, you, I mean, it does sound like a United Colors of Benetton when it comes to wildlife there. Are there, tour, <laughs> are there tourism possibilities? I mean, are there cruises? Are there fishing expeditions?
4: It'll, 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 it'll take time. It's not kind of organized tourism there, I warn you. Uh, it'll be a while before any cruise ship noses uh, its way up uh, uh, up the Amur River. I mean, if you, like, if you like kind of wilderness expeditions, yeah, you can do it. And the fishing is uh, fantastic. And I would recommend starting in Mongolia, where, where there is a bit of an infrastructure now. Um, catering for fly fishermen and things like that. Uh, those magnificent fish. The Timon, is kind of uh, probably six foot long. In the oh. in the uh, well, you, you, it's a catch and release fish, but it's an amazing thing. It comes up from the uh, from the depths. Your pattern, you know, you're not you're not uh, fishing with a little dainty little uh, little thing. <laughs> you're fishing with a mouse pattern that you that you chuck into the river, and this thing explodes from the depths to take it. In oh, the arbor itself is a, is the Kaluga sturgeon. It's a it's a ton. It can grow up to a ton. You can't catch those, of course, but uh, it just gives you an idea of the scale.
1: We only have about 45 seconds left, but very quickly, Dominic, how did you research this book? Did you go down by boat? Did you travel by car along its, uh, by train took, and stopping uh, in villages?
4: I took different forms of transport. Uh, as I say, I, I uh, went on horseback up to the source. Right. Um, but then trying to follow the river down from there was hard because it tumbled out of the mountains through uh, an immensely long, kind of rocky, scree set of terrain. Um, I then took to uh, a great Russian jeep, it's the real sort of workhorse of the steppe, and, uh, and I followed the river as it came into China. At that point I was, uh, I, I was unable to go any further because of an outbreak of hoof-and-mouth uh, disease. Um, I then rejoined the river in, in Russia. There were points when I could go uh, on the water, and I did, did that as much as I could, but remember that this is a heavily armed border between uh, sure. two sometimes suspicious powers. The final bit of the journey was, however, on a Soviet-era hydrofoil 400 miles flying like on a magic carpet down to the mouth. That was
1: exhilarating. The book is called Black Dragon River, A Journey Down the um, Armour at the Borderlands of Empires. It's published by Random House, if I recall correctly, and you can uh, check out his book, just about anywhere books are sold. Dominic Ziegler, thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back here in Rudy Max's World. Robert and Mary Carey have uh, well, have some interesting information you want to know about. Rudy
0: Max's World phone lines are open anytime,
1: so call us at
0: 800-387-8025. And so is the web site at rudymaxa.com. Stay with us. We're coming right back after these messages.
3: Christmas and the holidays with Cord Buddy and Cord Buddy Jr. are perfect. Do you love music? Want to learn to play the guitar or know someone who does? Get the system voted number one. If you can press a button, you're on your way. Chord Buddy will literally have you or your family or friends playing music the very first day. As you improve, simply remove the chord-making buttons like training wheels on a bicycle. It's so easy. And for the kids, there's the popular Chord Buddy Junior. To buy a Chord Buddy as a holiday gift or learn more, visit ChordBuddy.com or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors.
1: When you book your next trip with Orbitz, you can get Orbitz rewards and then Use your rewards instantly. Get it, use it. Now to remember this, we wrote you a dramatic poem. Get it, use it. 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 it, use it. Book your trip with Orbits. Get Orbits rewards and use them instantly. Only on Orbits. Orbits rewards. Instant vacation gratification. Learn more today by visiting orbits.com/rewards.
0: They're all. Always- Open at 800 387 8025. And stay connected with the program at rudymaxa.com. Now, back to
3: Rudy Max's World. All right, welcome back. It is 33 past the hour, and this is Rudy Max's World with Robert and Mary Carey. Today, we're actually at the New York Historical Society. If you're coming to New York or if you're in the New York area, it's on Central Park West in Manhattan near the Museum of Natural History and the Hayden Planetarium. Actually, we're right across the street. Uh, in a second, is going to introduce introduce you to Nina Nazionali. She is the director of library operations here and the co-creator of a fun new exhibit going on called Superheroes in Gotham. First, I just want to let you know that this portion of the program is sponsored by orbits.com. Have you tried using Orbits.com for your travel needs? This is the site that Rudy, Mary, and I use frequently, and we like it for its value and its convenience. If you're planning a trip for leisure or business, maybe travel for the holidays or an upcoming winter getaway, whatever it is, let Orbits.com handle it for you. From hotels and resorts to airline tickets, car rentals, vacation packages, and more, Orbits.com is your one stop shop for all online travel needs. And when you book using Orbits.com, you'll earn instant rewards to use instantly. So check out orbits.com today for all your travel needs or RudyMaxa.com under sponsors. Let them know you're a listener of the show. All right, so as I mentioned, we're here today at the New York Historical Society. It's the oldest museum in New York City. They've just renovated a few years ago. Come check it out. They actually have a real fun exhibit going on right now that we wanted to come see. It's called Superheroes in Gotham. And let's be honest, I mean, if you are a fan of Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman, uh, whatever it may be, I mean, superheroes, they started in New York, if you didn't know that. We'll We'll let our guest Nina share that in a minute. But if you're coming to New York, it really is worth spending an hour or so. Come up, take a look at the exhibit. They have a number of other things going on as well. Let's get to that. Mary?
2: Nina, thanks for being with us on the show today. Oh, thank you for interviewing me. So we're here in New York City, and what better place to talk about superheroes than Gotham itself? Tell us how this exhibit came about. What's the genesis of it?
5: Well, the thing about superheroes in Gotham is that it's the intersecting point of New York history and American history in the sense that the first superheroes were created in New York by New Yorkers, and they now have international appeal. As we all know, we're living in a blockbuster era with all these superheroes that everyone recognizes, knows, and loves. So we're a historical society. We wanted to go back and look at the genesis and and to remind people of this great cultural history that began in New
2: York City. And how far back are we going?
5: We're starting in the late 1930s, Mm -hmm. early 40s, with four of the characters, uh, Superman, Batman, Captain America, and Wonder Woman. And then we also look at um, Spider-Man and Iron Man who were introduced in the early 60s.
3: We're standing here actually right next to the original Superman costume that was worn in the television shows. As people around the country, they're coming to New York. What, what interested us, you know, I joke all the time that I'm big Superman. Mary will joke all the time with me about that. But Superman was the first superhero. Yes. Followed a year later, I believe, when 1938 was Superman, 1939 uh, came Batman. Exactly. But what was the genesis here? What, what did you say, I mean, we're going to do here at the Historical Society, we're going to create this exhibit. It's terrific. Something that people, we really want them to come see.
5: Well, if you think about New York City in the 30s and early 40s and what these creators were seeing in their daily lives, skyscrapers, elevated subways, commercial air flight was actually on the horizon as a possibility, and a lot of movement and a lot of action. So I think the fact that Superman debuted in Action 1 comics, it makes sense in terms of the movement of comic books and the sort of almost three-dimensionality of something that's flat. And also the creators were mostly the sons of immigrants. And so many people come to New York, it hasn't changed at all today, to look for a new life, reinvent yourself. So if you think about Clark Kent becoming Superman, or Bruce Wayne, Batman, you know, it It makes sense in that way, um, not just historically and, and in terms of the landscape of New York, but
2: also in sort of the mindset of all New Yorkers. And I feel like, I mean, this is certainly great for kids, but there are thousands of adults who are still connected to this. You know, there's something about the alter ego of the superheroes that I think people can relate to. Yes, definitely.
5: I think that, you know, people admire superheroes and they relate to them. And I think we want to be them at times and actually. I think people are. I mean, you hear like, this is a, this, we need a superhero in this situation or I wish I were a superhero. I think a lot of people are. And I also think- In our own ways, we all are. Yeah. yeah we all are. Really, no, there are superhero moments for all of us. And also that the fact that they're human- with superpowers.
3: Yeah, well, I say again, I'm Superman, so Batman doesn't count. <laughs> uh, so, so the the uh, one other thing that I wanted to point, obviously, the comic books, uh, which has now led to Comic Con, which is huge around the country and here in New York in particular. But it all started with theater of the mind with radio. You had the comic book that people were printing, but then really, as the superheroes, you know, I believe 1940 or so was the first broadcast. Am I correct with that?
5: Yes, exactly. And it, and, um, it was a wonderful parallel evolution of the popularity of these characters and the evolution of media technology. Yeah. It was just the right time for a superhero to be on radio, because by that point after the Depression, all homes had a radio, because that was the that was. And by the, the, the time they got to television,
3: people already knew these characters. Yeah. Uh, so, so the exhibit runs, I believe, through February 21st.
5: Yes. Thank
3: you very much. We really appreciate the time today.
5: Thanks a lot, and um, I hope everyone has a chance to come visit, and you'll know you're in the right place when you see the Batmobile on the first floor. when you Or arrive. Superman,
3: as we're standing next to. Thank you, Nina. Take care.
5: All right, Rudy, I'm going
3: to hand this back to you after the break. Folks, if you're in New York, come check out Superheroes in Gotham at the New York National Historical Society. Fun place. We're back in three minutes.
0: Join Rudy Max's world by calling 800-387-8025. Access the show anytime at RudyMaxa.com. We're coming right back. The holidays are here, and MyPillow.com
3: is intent on making things merry. Listen to this. Now through the end of the year, buy four MyPillows for the price of one. You'll get two classic MyPillows and two go-anywhere MyPillows for the price of just one MyPillow. They're also extending their normal 60-day money-back guarantee through March 1st. Made in America, each MyPillow can be washed and dried and comes with a 10-year warranty not to go flat. Just visit MyPillow.com, select radio specials, and enter promo code Rudy. That's MyPillow.com or RudyMaxa.com, promo code Rudy.
2: Hey, can I get a sip of that?
6: Parents, even if your child was vaccinated against meningococcal meningitis, he or she may not be protected against meningitis B. It's an uncommon disease that can lead to death within 24 hours and can be spread by your child's typical sharing behavior. Talk to a doctor today about vaccinating with Trumenba, meningococcal group B vaccine, and learn more at protectagainstb.com.
2: Cool, thanks. See ya.
6: Trumenba is a vaccine for 10 through 25-year-olds for immunization to help prevent group B meningococcal disease. Trumenba should not be given if you had a severe allergic reaction after a previous dose. Most common side effects were injection site pain, fatigue, headache, muscle pain, and chills. Group B vaccine should not be interchanged within a series. Tell your doctor if you're pregnant. Ask your doctor about all risks and benefits of Trumenba. The FDA-approved product labeling can be found at protectagainstbee.com. See our ad in Eating Well magazine.
3: If you've got aches, pains, and soreness, it could be chronic inflammation. Listen to what Dave has to say about relief
4: factor. I was in a sawmill accident and suffered with pain and discomfort for 60 years. I heard about Relief Factor and decided to order it. And in four days, I was walking without a limp and without pain. I am thrilled.
3: For more information about Relief Factor and the two-week quick start for just $19.95, go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com.
6: An important message from Medicare.
4: I found a better deal on prescriptions.
6: I found a new plan with lower costs. It's Medicare Open Enrollment. Have you compared plans yet? Who knows what you might find? Check out your options at Medicare.gov or call 1-800-MEDICARE. You never know unless you go. Uh Mm Uh-huh. Medicare Open Enrollment, October 15th through December 7th. Brought to you by the Department of Health and Human Services. Savvy travelers know that there are river
3: cruises, and then there are river cruises aboard the award-winning Emerald Waterways. You've heard Rudy, Mary, and me talking about Emerald for some time now. They offer excellent value and amenities not found with the competition. Their ships have onboard pools and cinemas, an innovative open-air system in all cabins on the Vista and Horizon decks, all gratuities, shore excursions, Wi-Fi, beer and wine, port charges. They're all included. Order your free brochure today at EmeraldWaterways.com or RudyMaxa.com under Sponsors.
0: Participate in the program. Call anytime, 800-387-8025, or log on to RudyMaxa.com. Once again, you're in Rudy Maxa's world.
1: Man, nice to have you here. This portion of the program is sponsored by ChordBuddy.com. That's C-H-O-R-D. So what do you think one of the best gifts you could give someone this holiday season would be? How about the gift of music? If you ever wanted to learn to play the guitar, make your own music, Know anybody who does? Well, Christmas and the holidays with Cord Buddy and Cord Buddy Jr. are just perfect. They go together like, like a horse and carriage. For less than 50 bucks, you get the system voted number one. And now if you can press a button, you're on your way. Seriously, you may have seen this innovative product on ABC's Shark Tank. And what I can tell you is Cord Buddy will literally have you, your family, or friends playing sweet music from the very first day. As you improve you simply remove the cord making buttons very much like having training wheels on a bicycle. It's that easy to use and if you have kids on your shopping list there's the popular Cord Buddy Junior as well. So this holiday season give the gift of music. Give Cord Buddy. To buy Cord Buddy or learn more just visit Cord Buddy again that's C H O R D Buddy Cord Buddy all one word. CordBuddy.com. Or you can go to Rudy Max and right on the homepage there's a list of Cord. excuse me a link to CordBuddy.com. Remember a couple of years ago when uh, Boeing rolled out the 787, the big Dreamliner, the next, the latest generation of passenger jet with the big windows and the mood lighting, et cetera, et cetera, cleaner air. Well, I shouldn't say cleaner air. Air is pretty clean on airplanes. The uh, little, little humid a little, little more humidity to the air. At any rate, you may also recall that shortly after the launch of that aircraft, all the planes were grounded for several three months, if I, if I recall correctly, uh, because a lithium power battery pack had the annoying habit of catching on fire on some of these jets. Uh, Big investigation was done, and the engineers came up with a fix. Christine Negroni is an aviation journalist. You've heard her on the show before. She's uh, the author of Lost and Confounded, investigating the world's most mysterious air crashes from the Hawaii Clipper to Malaysia 370. That's coming out very soon next year. Christine joins me because she wrote a column about how those problems aren't necessarily solved. Christine, nice to have you back. Welcome.
7: Thank you so much, Rudy. It's nice to be back, and I so, appreciate you giving me the opportunity to talk about the Dreamliner batteries, which is a problem I think has not been solved.
1: Yeah, they, they've dealt with it, but how have they dealt with it? And they and we'll, we'll get how we'll get we'll get to how forthcoming Boeing and the FAA are on this. But how, how how have they? And I'll put that in quotes. Dealt with the problem.
7: Well, the safety regulators in the United States, in Europe, and Asia agreed to allow Boeing to put the batteries, the lithium ion batteries, into a big. Um, Stainless steel box, and that box has a chimney, and the chimney vents overboard. So, in the case that something should happen to the batteries, like what we've all seen on those YouTube videos of uh, laptop batteries catching fire, in case something like that should happen to the battery on a Dreamliner in flight, the uh, the the fumes from the battery uh, going bad would be vented outside of the airplane, and the stainless steel would contain the heat of any consequent fire. That's the solution, and that's what everyone from the FAA to the Japanese Transportation Safety Board to the operators of the Dreamliner think is all that's necessary.
1: But of course the bottom line is there's still a fire on board a plane that may be airbound.
7: There's a fire, there's toxic smoke, there's you know there's all sorts of very high temperature events that p- could potentially go on. Keep in mind that the people who know the most about lithium-ion batteries are those who have been studying these very failures. One of whom, who I've interviewed several times in my blog, Flying Lessons, describes this as a as a nuclear reaction. That the temperatures get so hot, hotter than the than the temperature of the sun, when lithium-ion goes bad. So we're talking about not just a fire like we think of in our fireplace, or you know, we the, the pan catches fire when we're cooking. When we're cooking, we're talking about temperature. That are truly spectacularly high.
1: And there have been since uh, the airplanes were allowed to resume flying. You have documented at least one, two, and perhaps three incidents in which these supposedly contained fires have have uh, have caused planes to have to uh, land or, or, or be investigated. And because we only have 45 seconds left, let me jump to the fact that. Boeing and the FAA say, well, because they're contained, it's not a problem. That's what they seem to tell you. Nobody wants to tell you a record of the number of incidents.
7: Worse than that, Rudy, the problem is, and there's been another one since my column on this on October the 26th, there was another one two weeks ago on a Japan Airlines plane. But worse is they're not only not investigating it, they're saying there's no need to even keep a record of the events. So we don't know if this is happening the three times that I've written about, or 13 times, or 300 times. The FAA says, since it's in the box, it's not an event, and they don't need to keep track of it, which is a peculiar and completely aberrant way of dealing with the situation.
1: Very, very odd. Well, Christine, I I appreciate your raising it, and obviously... I hope we don't have to follow this because something bad happens, but we will follow it. I appreciate your, your coming on the show. Christine's, uh, uh, you, you can find out more about Christine's writings by going to christine.negroni at gmail.com. Christine, by the way, is with a CH. Christine.negroni at gmail.com. We'll be right back.
0: Connect with America's number one travel radio show by calling 800-387-8025 or follow the program at RudyMaxa.com. We'll be right back. with the program, call 800-387-8025. That's 800-387-8025. Or visit the show online at rudymaxa.com. Welcome back to Rudy Maxa's World.
1: That's a segment to Christine Negroni, the aviation safety specialist. I gave out her Gmail instead of her website. Let me correct that. It's Christine with a C-H, Christine Negroni, all one word, Christine blogspot. ChristineDegroni.blogspot.com. My apologies to Christine. Uh, don't send her any spam. Don't send her any spam. This segment of the program is brought to you by uh, LollyZip.com, which is a perfect holiday gift for travelers everywhere. LollyZip is an easy, TSA-compliant, court sized travel kit for your liquids and gels, containing several wide-mouth silicone squeeze bottles, multiple half-ounce jars, a nifty spray bottle, and more that you can easily fill and use over and over again to take the convenience of your home with you on all your travels and you don't have to worry about being uh, having stuff thrown away by tsa agents no more hassles when you go to the airport worrying about if your bottles too big or if this liquid or cream is allowed it's even great for the spa or the gym camping or a cruise wherever you want to go lolly zip is your new handy best friend um, I have one. It's very nice size, very easy to put in a suitcase or outside of a suitcase. Since Lolly Zip is TSA approved, you'll zip right through security. It's easy to use, easy to fill, easy to clean, all in a fun quart-sized bag. Lolly Zip comes in special versions for women and men. So make your travels a zip and give your friends and family a gift this holiday season. Particularly if they travel, they'll use for years and continue to thank you for. It. Give Lolly Zip just $29.95. But if you order now at lollyzip.com and enter the promo code Rudy at checkout, you'll save an additional 20%. So check out LollyZip.com and get your order in today. That's LollyZip.com, 1-844-LollyZip, or look under RudyMax.com under Sponsors on the homepage and save 20% with the promo code RUDY. That's a couple of advertisers of ours who give a discount if you use a promo code. Try to get a grocery store. Ask them if the promo code RUDY will knock 20% off your groceries. I'm just kidding. So Las Vegas, short of uh, maybe the Disney parks and uh, – excuse me – You know, the other guy who have the parks is Disney, and then there's the studio, Warner Brothers, whatever, whatever. Universal, Universal Studios. No tourism destination changes its face so often, I think, as Las Vegas. If you haven't been to Vegas in six years, it's a whole different place than it was before. And for 12 years, David Yeskel, a journalist based in Santa Monica, has been writing for Travel Weekly uh, about the 10 best things to do. You go to Vegas, et cetera, and he just did that recently, and we're delighted to have him on the show. David, welcome to the show for the first time.
8: Thanks, Rudy. I appreciate that.
1: Now, we don't have time because it's a short segment to go through all of the best, but I was intrigued by a couple things you wrote about. Uh, first was this uh, this place where you go shoot like really serious guns. Uh, it's a, yeah. certainly a sensitive subject given what's happened in the California area. But this this is a shooting range, and there's something that divorcees or women mad at their boyfriend can do. And what is
8: that? Yeah, it's uh, it's a very unique. It's kind of an only in Vegas spin. It's, yeah. uh, it's called the Just Divorce Package. So uh, they'll pick up uh, the the ex and say four girlfriends from the hotel, bring you to the range. It's an indoor range. It's it's very nice. It's not uh, it's not a good old boy type place. Okay. So it's kind of luxurious. There's a lounge area. They'll bring you in and uh, give you expert instruction. They have ex military instructing them, and. Uh, They'll let you shoot off some rounds at um, at, a, at a memento of your choice, maybe a wedding gown, <laughs> possibly. <laughs> it's, a kind of, it's a very cathartic experience. Let's just
1: say it's called Machine Guns uh, Vegas. Machine I had Guns never uh, Machine Guns Vegas. I'd never heard of it. Yeah, that should bring some uh, people some. Um, uh, some satisfaction, and then and then the uh, TV chef is uh, uh, Dino De daughter. Who is uh, is it? Gaida De La- De
8: Actually, De Giada. Yeah, Giada. Actually, uh, just, like it's, okay, just like it yeah, sounds. Yeah, she's the granddaughter, actually.
1: Granddaughter, and she she's has
8: the granddaughter of Dino De Laurentiis.
1: And she's in a new hotel. Well, it's not really new. It's, it's Caesar's. Bill, tell me about it.
8: It's a, it's a Caesars Entertainment property. It was previously the Barbary Coast for many years. Many people would know it as the Barbary Coast. It briefly changed to Bill's Gambling Hall. And in, in another Vegas reinvention, it then became the Cromwell, uh, this uh, very kind of boutique upscale, uh, only 188 rooms. And uh, they gave Giada the uh, primary uh, restaurant spot in it. She's got a—it's a beautiful restaurant overlooking the fountains at Bellagio. Great view. And she cooks this modern Italian food that's that's lighter than we tend to think of. She's uh, got a great lemon spaghetti, and uh, uh, these chicken Marsala meatballs are spectacular. And it's just a, I call it the best place to see and be seen. It's it's a it's, it's a really hot place, and even about a year after opening, it's still kind of a tough reservation to get, especially on weekends. Very popular. Mm. Okay,
1: so book ahead. And then for family entertainment, I was interested in the afternoon magic show. I didn't know there were any in Vegas
8: yeah so there are, there are a lot of uh, afternoon magic shows in vegas actually and 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 they're all good they're all very good and they're all family appropriate um but this guy uh frederick da silva has a show he calls paranormal it's really a mind reading show so it's oh. very different than the other magic shows in town and uh he does a great job it's, it's amazing it's this really fast-paced show he's a, he's got a very dynamic personality and he does some stuff that just leaves us all scratching our heads you you really can't figure it out. And before you know it, it's over. And you say, how did he do that?
1: Oh, gosh, I love mind-reading shows. That's, that is just the tip of the iceberg of what David wrote about. If you go to TravelWeekly.com and search for Las Vegas Best Bets 2015, you will find his list of cool new things to do in Vegas that you might not know about. David, uh, nice to have you on. Thanks for sharing this with us. Happy to be here. Thanks. Uh, when we come back, well, well, when we're not coming back, we're going to take about a six-minute break. Our stations will do some, uh, perhaps some local news, some local spots. We have a second hour of Rudy Max's World coming back up right after that. Some of our stations do leave us after the first hour. It breaks my heart. I don't know what to do about that, but not many do, thank goodness. So most of you will be back. Paul Theroux will be joining us to talk about his new book on the American South. So stay with me.